Kashay Mizumi. Tracy Lavity edition of Kashen. I would like to welcome you to Getting the Goods, a weekly connection point where we get to hear a few brave teachers share stories and strategies of life as they know it. Now, while I might be the brave soul on this side of the camera, it takes a team to get this to you. So a colossal shout out goes to Sherry Van Hustren, Shauna Tilbury, and Scott St. Pierre. They are the ones doing the actual hard work today. In the days before Canada, the Dakota, Lakota, Nakaway, Cree, and Dene people of this land would acknowledge each territory they entered and ask permission for safe passage. In that same spirit, we express our gratitude to our First Peoples of Treaty 6 territory for their hard work and sacrifices, which have allowed us all to be here working together. And we request safe passage for the next 30 minutes. Sit back, relax. Let's connect. <laughs> Giving up the goods today are Warren Sander and Tamara Rusnak. Now, Warren Sander is a senior science teacher at Walter Murray and a budding YouTube sensation. Ooh. That's just how I know him. Warren, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, like he said, a science teacher at Walter Murray. I teach both a little bit of junior and some senior science, and I uh, work in the SAGE program, I've also, which is the, the gifted ed program at Walter Murray. I also have worked with like a sheltered program for EAL students, and I, um, yeah, just kind of love science, excited to be here, and excited to talk to you. That's fantastic. Tamara, I know you as an amazing learning coordinator for art at Aiden uh, Bowman, sorry, and a much loved teacher. We had an opportunity to connect with one of your students earlier this week. Yes. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm the uh, visual arts teacher at Aiden Bowman, and I teach grades 10 up to grade 12. I also teach the International Baccalaureate Visual Arts Program which is a grade 11 and 12 program for students who are looking for an academic challenge uh, embedded in the visual arts. Uh, the thing that I appreciated seeing both of your names on my forums this week was that I know you both to have a mutual commitment to culturally responsive learning environments. And uh, I appreciate that. And I know your students do as well. You know, we we talk a lot with our colleagues and, and teachers, and I think in right now we can all attest to the fact that the shift in our practice as of late has brought many new and interesting challenges. And I think we would all agree that making learning optional is probably one of the biggest. So, Warren, maybe you could start. How are you creating engagement in this climate? Um, well, I what I started to do is I started to create YouTube videos of uh, myself giving some instruction. Uh, one thing I find with the senior sciences, a lot of students right away when they found out they were going home were worried that they were, they were going to miss out on this moving on to university. And they wanted to have that like background knowledge. So... I'm trying to make sure that I, I do get them the information that they need to through YouTube, um, which has then entertained them through the... If you go to my YouTube channel, you can laugh at all the thumbnails of my uh, 
of my videos because they are often me mid sentence hands in the air. Um, yeah, but I, that, that's one thing I've been doing and really just trying to to put things out that are both informative and a little bit entertaining and uh, engaging to kids. And then for assessment, I really just looked at this as a chance to try something a little bit different rather than try and constrain kids and, and worry about like trying to stop them from, you know, cheating and worrying about academic integrity in that way. What I decided to do was give out assignments that are a little bit like higher level thinking on Bloom's taxonomy and trying to get them to actually use each other and use the resources that they have available to show their learning. So in something like health science, rather than just have them, you know, repeat human body systems back to me, they're analyzing how diseases would cause the certain symptoms in those, um, in those systems and, and really like how it, it is affecting the body. And so far it seems to be going quite well. And at least, at least I'm having fun. Seems like the kids are too, but I mean, it's all about me, right? <laughs> Sounds spectacular, actually. Uh, I just want to clarify one thing. You said that you're having them collaborate. So can you expand on that a little bit? Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that word then, but <laughs> um, it, it was more just a, a chance to let them actually talk to each other about some of the stuff that they're doing, because if they come to an answer together and have learned something in doing that, I think that's actually like a, a step forward. That seems to be a good thing. So um, I, what I really did was just on the bottom of some assignments, just asked, who did you work with on this? What did they help you with? And, and to what level? And uh, it's a way to have them give me a little bit of accountability and, and know that it's okay to actually ask people for help and, and to learn something from somebody else. Thanks, Warren. That's awesome. Uh, Tamara, I'm curious, what mm -hmm. are you doing to build interest in online classes or interest in, in having your students get out of bed, frankly? <laughs> um, well, I've kind of taken a bit of a, an approach where I, I'm stepping back a little bit. Like I know students kind of came into this feeling really stressed out. And I know that there's certain teachers who want to have their one-on-one -on -one Zoom time and um, want to have this more consistent engagement uh, with the students through the week. So I thought my approach would be more to give them assignments that they could kind of do at any time um, in any order. And so I've been giving assignments every week where they can open up a slideshow, read my instructions. I've started doing a new thing with a program called Loom, where I'll actually explain the slideshow audio, like with an audio, just to kind of give them more information and hopefully answer the questions that they're thinking of, whether reading. And then I'm also giving them ways of responding in many multiple, um, just giving them multiple options to respond to an art prompt. So if you look behind me, this was one of our first assignments. It was um, basically like, how do you feel right now? This is a really weird world and everything's changed. So, you know, make a visual response with the art materials that you have at home. And uh, I created an, an example where I just used what I had at home. 
So I had like a graph paper and coffee and turmeric and newspaper clippings. And I made glue out of flour and water. And I used highlighters and my purple pencil crayon. Um, and I pur- purposely used things that I like. I'm an artist, so I have lots of art materials at home. But um, I purposely use things that I thought, you know, kids might have at home just to show them how they could be really creative and not have to have all these like special materials. And that was the first assignment. And every assignment that I've created so far has tried to engage kids in in multiple ways. Um, So using fine arts materials if they have them, and then um, not using them if they don't. And just, I mean, creativity isn't an art thing. It's, it's a, it's a mind thing. So, um, I mean, I, it's funny. I've had conversations with people saying, Oh, I'm not a creative person at all. Like, um, my mom and I actually had this conversation and she works with numbers and does taxes and, and bookkeeping. But the way she approaches that is so creative. Um, I like, I, I like the idea of promoting creativity. Um, as something that's in science and it's some, especially in science, um, and across disciplines. So this might be an opportunity. Kids think of them as being creative in in other ways by, by opening options of how they can respond. So I guess the way that I'm approaching it is sort of in the background saying, here's some things that you can do. Um, hopefully you'll engage with them. And I've gotten some really neat responses, uh, a kid used shoes and knives together to recreate a sculpture. <laughs> so finding like really weird ways of incorporating materials. And it's, it's been, uh, you know, it's tough, but it's also been really interesting and uh, a huge learning opportunity. I love to hear the way that you're both stretching out of your comfort zones. And I, I think we ask students to do that on a regular basis. So it's lovely to see us being vulnerable and modeling the sort of learning experience for them. So Tamara, while I have you, yeah. what is your pro tip for staying sane in the midst of the chaos? Well, um, I think it's just doing things in smaller pieces. You know, I think as a teacher, like my life as a teacher was get to school, go, get home, stop. (laughs) And if I did that at home now, I I think that I would be, uh, I think I'd be a mess. So I'm like my, my classes aren't full classes. Um, I'm, I'm figuring out my tasks are and breaking them into smaller chunks Um, and balancing uh, school tasks with maybe not school tasks. So I'll work on my assignment for half an hour and then I'll go water my plants. You know, I'll work on uh, marking and and connecting with students and then I'll go play with my cats. So it's a little bit of um, computer time and then away from computer time. And actually that reminds me of another goal that I have is, you know, we have to communicate digitally with students right now. I think it's sort of the most effective way of communicating. So another one of my goals is like, how do I get you guys off of the computer? You know, how do I get you making things with your hands where you're not staring at a screen all day? So a lot of my, uh, these ideas of using materials in new ways have been trying to promote this like off screen um, engagement as well. That's a pretty admirable goal in this (laughs) day and age. Uh, I love that your approach for your students is the same as your approach for yourself. Uh, keep things in small chunks, keep them engaging, easy to come and go. That's fantastic. Uh, Warren, what is your pro tip for teachers? 
Um, I actually, there was something that Sam said last week that I think, like, first of all, is probably the most important is like, don't overreach. And that's kind of what Tamara was talking about too. You know, I had this idea when we got into this and I knew I was going to be making videos that I was going to like be producing content that was like just amazing. And then you (laughs) shoot your first video and you realize like, I have no skills. I have very little equipment. I don't have a graphics team, right? Like it's just, you have to kind of manage your expectations of what you can accomplish. And and the kids are going to be totally okay with that because a lot of them are happy to have something, to have interaction. And then I think the biggest thing is I'm just trying to have fun with what I'm doing and giving the kids a chance to have fun. So, you know, like Tamara talked about getting the kids outside. I, I gave them a lesson about flower reproduction and they're, they're supposed to be on the lookout right now for flowers so that they can, you know, identify the parts and look at the anatomy and, and start to see some of the nature around them. And yeah, and then even a colleague of mine, Lisa Klesnikov, pointed out that the kids are just excited to kind of show things off that they're doing. So we, I saw a lot of teachers in arts and English were doing show and tells. So I ran a science show and tell last week for my grade nines and just told them to bring something, talk about the science of it. And they showed me the bread they've been baking, the Somebody actually showed me the art that they made of a, a snake and talked about the science of snakes. And I had some students show me that a slinky and one kid talked about his trampoline because he's been spending a lot of time on it. So, you know, I, I just think if I enjoy myself and give the kids things that they can do to enjoy themselves and still realize that they're learning things, then that's a win too. Yeah. That's spectacular, actually. I love uh, that idea of the show and tell. I think I might do that next week. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it was a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. and it's not a lot of prep. And if you leave it really open for kids, mm-hmm. then the ones that, that dig into it will really dig into it and have a, it'll be a, an awesome experience for everybody. <laughs> Too much fun. Speaking of fun, Warren, it, the world that we live in today is very interesting. And we, some of the things that we normally do, we have to try harder to do, like connect with humans and the places that we normally find the joy and excitement in our lives and in our jobs maybe aren't quite as accessible. So how are you finding joy in your job? I, I think it is just through trying to make some connections with the people that I miss. And whether, you know, like the thing I really miss about the classroom is the connections, not only with the students, but also with my colleagues. And so I've tried to carve out some time to talk to colleagues. And so, you know, I'm, we meet regularly as a science department just to talk, really. You know, we, we have kind of solved some of the issues that we started with early and new ones do crop up. But really, it's a chance just to kind of connect, see where we're at. And then there's a group of friends who used to get together at Walter Murray and we still do just to chat and hang out. And, and I even ran a, a trivia night for the Walter Murray staff fun. one day. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I don't know if the staff had any fun with the trivia, but I had <laughs> an amazing time running the trivia. So, you know, I just, I think trying to find some human connection and like Tamara said, the, the connection is going to be digital right now, but it, 
even if you do that, you still kind of get that human connection and, and feel good again. Yeah. Tamara, what about your week? What was the moment or moments in the last little while that have made it all worthwhile? Well, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about you, Warren, but I'm definitely not having as many students that I'm talking to um, as before. But the ones that I am able to connect with, it's, it's really kind of special just having these kids still continue to work on their art. And um, I've been doing Google Forms and just sort of trying to uh, test the waters a little bit and see where kids are at and try to get them to respond and, you know, just in their own voice and say, you know, how are things going? Do you like this way of learning? Um, what would you rather be doing? And, um, and so with, and with that feedback, I'm just kind of reaching out to students with like, okay, and you know what, I made it anonymous. So I kind of wish I had it because then I could know how to direct my, my, um, the things that I'm doing to adapt. But, you know, now I'm recreating the assignments to sort of maybe even expand so that more students can connect with them. And, um, um, yeah, I have this one girl who's working on an assignment and she just wanted more feedback. So she sent me an email and a bunch of pictures that she was working on. And, and, uh, you know, she's just so grateful for these, these interactions. And, um, it, it just, it is really special. Just having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with your students is, um, uh, it just kind of warms your heart in, in a way that's very different. Cause I think that's what we most miss as teachers is these interactions that we're having with our students. And, um, you know, at this time of year, um, I'd be taking kids on, you know, canoeing and, um, cause I, I'm a, I'm a, a co-canoe club host, uh, with our school and we'd be getting ready for, um, you know, final projects where students would starting to choose their own materials. And so I'll be doing that with my online classes as well. Um, but just having those conversations with kids, like what artists are you interested in? And what materials would you like to use? And here, let me show you and let me do this for you. And, you know, I think that um, I can't do that as effectively. But when I have the kids reaching out and asking questions, I actually really enjoy responding to that. So just those one-on-one -on -one connections with kids. Um, the other thing is just my learning new things myself. I bet Warren, you're feeling the same as like, we're really pushing ourselves as teachers to like figure out new ways of connecting with kids. So yeah, I've learned how to use Loom. I've learned how to use Zoom. <laughs> and I've learned how to use Google Forms more effectively. And so, and I think there's a lot of things that I'll be uh, incorporating in my teaching in the future, because I can just see this as being really effective as creating content that I can continually adapt and reuse in my future classrooms and, and have things kind of ready, but also adaptable. Um, and I think that that's going to make teaching easier and planning easier. Um, but also, um, it's just I'm getting new strategies that I'll be able to use in the classroom with my students um, moving forward. So this kind of learning new things, it's, you know, it's, it's can be it's very tiring. Like I do feel more tired than I usually do. But uh, I'm also I love learning stuff. So to kind of figure out how to use these things is is kind of fun. <sighs> You know, I want to give more than a nod to the idea that it is Mental Health Week in Canada. <laughs> and um, I would not be doing an, a, a good job at all if I didn't ask you how you are. Wh what are your downtime go-tos? 
What's your what's your cool thing that you get to do or cool thing that you've learned in in the pandemic? Um, you know, when when I'm around people all day and engaging with people one on one, I tend to kind of retreat into the digital world and I'll watch YouTube and uh, Netflix. And now I find that I don't want to be on the screen as much. So it might just be kind of sitting on my couch, drinking a cup of coffee. Um, I'm an artist, so I find that I'm actually making more things. So I've been so I've been engaging in sewing projects and uh, I love planting things. One of my very favorite things in the world is to watch a seed turn into a plant. So those are all of the things that I'm doing outside of teaching to to kind of keep me balanced. And uh, yeah. Wow. Warren? Um, I love to cook and to bake and I have a lot of time to do it. And so, (laughs) so I really just kind of like, one thing we did is we sat down one night and we just said like, what are the things that we want to to make? We've always wanted to cook or bake and, and let's try it someday. So we've kind of carved out time to make some of the things that we wanted to in the house. And, uh, San Francisco baking Institute is giving out free uh, lessons and oh, nice. free recipes. So I've been trying them out and people make fun of me when I get together with my colleagues about what I've been making, but made my own hamburger buns the other day. And, and then we made, uh, made cream puffs with, with uh, different flavors. And, and then there's only two of us in the house. So we decided to um, go and make little care packages that we dropped off on some friends and family doorsteps. And, and cause I don't, I don't need 32 cream puffs. That's, <laughs> I do. <laughs> have, you watched, have you seen the great Canadian baking bake off? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. like, I think that was like, actually it was the, the great <laughs> British bake off that like got yeah. us really yeah. interested in it. And so, yeah. Yeah, they did. They did a cream puff challenge. So <laughs> I'm wondering why I haven't been on the list of cream puff people. <laughs> Okay, we are coming close to the end. I want to, what are your final thoughts? What's the last thing that you want to share today? Tamara, let's start with you. I think um, with the idea of mental health in mind, I do think we need to take it easy on ourselves. Um, I think a lot of teachers have high expectations for what they can do and what their students can do. And uh, I think a lot of us have been hearing through social media, through TV, um, and I think we're getting the good, a good message of, you know, it's okay just to kind of step things back and um, reevaluate. And, um, and I think that for me, it's just kind of connecting with the students as much as I can, touch, touching base every once in a while and seeing where they're at and seeing what I can do to sort of help them manage their expectations, but also kind of keep your own uh, energy levels and mental levels in mind. And, um, and I think that uh, that's something that I've improved at over these last few weeks is um, just kind of maybe not beating myself up as much as <laughs> sometimes I do. <laughs> that's amazing. Warren. Um, I, still, I remember in my first year of teaching, one of my students asked me what I liked about it. And I said, I really liked the creativity of teaching. I like that I can share ideas and concepts with people in ways that 
I find interesting and that they find interesting. And I think like there's never been a better time to try it out, like to just try those things you've always wanted to do and and try learning in different ways. Because I think we have a lot of, you know, you're restricted in some ways, but I think you're also freed up in some other ways. And I think it's a time to take advantage of that and to really just try out some things that you've always wanted to try with your students in your class and and recognize that the kids that are engaging with you are really doing it because they enjoy you, they enjoy the material, they and you know it's it's really fun to have kids that are intrinsically motivated to learn your subject and bring them learning in a new way. Shameless plug. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Okay, so check out my YouTube channel. It's been a slow rise to fame, but I have uh, I have 32 YouTube subscribers. So feel free to join in. Uh, it's just my name. It is Warren Sander at, uh, at YouTube. So check out the thumbnails. One of my students is even making a video out of my thumbnail clips. And then they're going to upload it to the Google Classroom. So, yeah. Spectacular. Laura, where can we see your art? I have a website. It's uh, trusnack.com. And yep, there's I have student art on that page as well as my own art. So people can go check that out for sure. I'm a little bit humbled by the celebrity in the room. <laughs> I'm just so grateful that you were both able to share with us today. This brings our fun to a close for today. If any of you, the viewers, saw, saw or heard something that resonated with you, watch closely for the follow-up blog post. We will pull together all of the tips and tricks shared by our guests, some talk about formative assessment and possibly maybe even a connection to Loom, which I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> um, you will also be able to view this video on YouTube within a couple of hours. And thanks to the extraordinary talents of Scott St. Pierre, the audio is now going to be released as a podcast. I know that episode one of, from last week is already out. So you can access this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts for sure. So watch for that. If you happen to know Warren or Tamara, or now you want to know Warren or Tamara, <laughs> Please don't hesitate to reach out. Give them a virtual high five. Text them and share how you felt about listening to them today. If you have questions or comments or feedback about getting the goods, please don't hesitate to contact Shauna, Sherry, Scott, or myself. On the behalf of our team, our guests today, and myself, I want to send virtual hugs because we don't hug enough anymore. And a huge kitschy marcy to each and every one of you for connecting with us today. Go out and enjoy some of that sunshine. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy.